The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning. It's Tuesday, the 22nd of August in London. This is the Bloomberg Daybreak Europe podcast. I'm Stephen Carroll. Coming up today, UK-based chip designer Arm files for the biggest stock market listing of the year in the United States. SNP joins Moody's in cutting credit ratings for a slew of US banks. And reports emerge that Elon Musk told Pentagon officials he spoke to Vladimir Putin. Let's start with a roundup of our top stories. The UK-based tech giant Arm has filed to list its shares on the Nasdaq in what's set to become the biggest US stock market launch of the year. SoftBank, which owns the tech company, is expected to secure a valuation of $60 to $70 billion for the chip designer. Phil Hazlitt, the co-founder of Equity Zen, a marketplace for pre-IPO equity, says investors will be watching closely. It serves as a bit of a bellwether for how much do people really think AI is worth and how valuable is it to the people selling the picks and shovels. NVIDIA has certainly indicated that it's worth a lot, but ARM will be yet another bellwether and kind of indicate if there are other companies that are building on top of this new AI foundation, they can perform well in this market as well. Because we honestly haven't seen a large tech IPO in the last, say, two plus years. And, you know, we had kind of the SPACpocalypse that happened in 2021, 2022. And so that's not really available anymore. Growth fundings are down. So I know that there's a lot of investors and a lot of founders and CEOs that are eager to see if this is a new channel for for fundraising. As As Phil Hazlitt pointed to there, the initial offering is poised to be the largest in the US and Rivian's $13.7 billion IPO in 2021. The Nasdaq listing is a blow for UK politicians who'd lobby the homegrown tech firm to sell its shares on the London Stock Exchange. SMP has followed Moody's in downgrading and cutting the outlook for a slew of US banks. The ratings agency lowered grades one notch for six lenders, including Keycorp, Comerica and UMB. SMP says declining deposits have squeezed liquidity while customers moving their funds to higher interest accounts have pushed up costs for banks. Ten-year Treasury yields hit the highest level since 2007 as markets reprice for higher rates for longer. Nominal and real yields are on the up, a sign traders are braced for tight monetary policy. Former Federal Reserve economist Claudia Sam says markets are finally getting the message rates are going nowhere fast. I don't think the Fed looks at this as some structural shift again, and I don't think the market should either, necessarily. Like, we might be moving, we might be in and continue to be in a higher interest rate environment. I think it's actually hard to make that case right now. You know, so it's like you want to look out, you know, years. Like, I think it'll take years for us to get back down uh, to, you know, the interest rates really coming down, the Fed funds rate coming down. 
The SAM Consulting founder added it's an unknown how long it will take to bring inflation down. The longer longer term market is shifting on that point as fears of a US recession ebb and debt supply surges. Charles Schwab will cut jobs or close and downsize offices to save at least $500 million in annual costs as investor pressure mounts. More from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. Word came in a regulatory filing. It is the latest step by the brokerage to respond to investor pressure. The company said it will close or downsize some real estate and reduce headcount. Schwab said earlier this month that it was experiencing temporarily lower net flows of client money as the brokerage sees attrition of some retail and advisory clients' assets while it integrates TD Ameritrade into its business. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. China is ramping up efforts to support the yuan and stop a sell-off from spiralling. The PBOC fixed the value of the currency far stronger than the market expected as the economy struggles. HSBC head of APAC equity strategy Harold van der Linde says no stimulus bazooka is coming. China has, is, is, is a difficult position in a sense because on the one hand, a large part of the economy, which is infrastructure and property, is about, say, 35, 40% of your economy. They don't really want to go and stimulate that. That's been done in the past. That's where the bad debt has ended up. They don't want to do that. They probably have to do more, but they don't want to maybe use all their stimulus in one go at the very beginning of this process. There needs to be debt rescheduling taking place. So I, my suspicion is they're going to do this very, very carefully. Held van der Linde added he sees market sentiment as extremely poor. Foreign investors are pessimistic after a prolonged depreciation driven by low yields and increasingly shaky economy. The CEOs of Britain's biggest companies saw an above inflation pay rise last year but still earned less than before the pandemic. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts reports. The bosses of the UK's biggest companies saw their pay jump by 16% last year. According to research by the High Pay Centre, median pay for FTSE 100 CEOs increased to just over £3.9 million. That's still £70,000 short, though, of pay packages seen in 2017. The analysis comes amid soaring inflation that's prompted workers in a number of industries to go on strike. The latest figures also come as some say the UK is becoming a less attractive place to do business. The report also also found the gap between bosses and workers has widened with the average top CEO now paid 118 times more than the typical full-time employee. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. It's been reported that Elon Musk told Pentagon officials he had personally spoken with Vladimir Putin in October. According to The New Yorker, Musk volunteered the information while briefing military personnel about the role of his Starlink internet service in Ukraine. Officials were of the view that Musk was becoming nervous about his role in the war and wanted to placate Russian concerns by speaking with the president. In the same month, the billionaire denied communicating with Putin, tweeting they had not spoken for 18 months. Those are your top stories. On the markets, the MSCI Asia Pacific Index is six-tenths of one percent higher. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong is up by three-tenths of one percent. Eurostox 50 futures are half a percent higher. And the 10-year Treasury yield close to that highest level since 2007 at 4.34%. So some of the stories that caught my eye this morning. um, Threats of... 
theft of luxury watches. In fact, luxury watches worth more than a billion pounds have been reported as stolen or missing uh, after a surge in the number of thefts last year. So around 80,000 watches have been registered as stolen or missing with the Watch Register, which is a company that helps owners and auction houses to identify stolen timepieces. On that list, they added around 6,800 watches, which is a 60% increase last year compared to the previous year. And of those, the most stolen watch brand, Rolex. 44% of those stolen were Rolex watches. This is an issue that police services all over the world have been tackling. London's Metropolitan Police Service actually launched an operation last year to address this problem after a number of robberies at Knife Point. Uh, Brands, too, are also getting on board with trying to address this. Audemars Piguet, the maker of the Royal Oak, said in April that it would offer to replace clients' stolen watches as part of a new service programme that would run for two years. So that is one of the challenges facing the luxury watch industry. Let's turn now to get more details, though, on the chip designer Arm filing for its IPO in New York. Poised to be the biggest listing in the United States since the electrical electric vehicle maker Rivian went public in 2021. Bloomberg's Alex Webb is with us in studio for more on this story. Morning to you, Alex. How big a deal is this? I mean, it's massive on, on several different levels. Of course, there's the political piece. You know, this is a British company that is listing in the US. It was, and it still is, considered Britain's largest tech company. But there is a broader implication just for the IPO market in general. The, the kind of consensus has been that essentially the IPO market has been shut for some time. In the other words, not not open to like big listings where you can get good valuations. This will be a sizable test of whether that is still true. Uh, there are lots of particularly private equity companies sitting on assets, not able to find exits as readily as they might previously have done, who are going to be looking this, at this with a great deal of interest to see that if it goes well, well, maybe they can think about bringing their companies to market and we start to see if not floodgates open, then then the the faucet loosened ever so slightly. What did we learn about Arms business from the filing documents? Ultimately, it, it's valuation that it's reportedly seeking between sixty and seventy billion dollars um, would be a very very high multiple. It's sort of in the region of what Nvidia, you know, the huge success story from a, from an equity perspective over the past few months. It would be a similar multiple, perhaps, to what NVIDIA is is trading at. But crucially, ARM at the moment is not growing. Uh, It has not grown in, it did not grow in the most recent quarter. It did not grow in the most recent fiscal year. It is trying to position itself very much as an AI play. And we've seen a huge amount of hunger in the market, inevitably, over companies that have good AI exposure. But NVIDIA is a company that is growing at one hell of a clip right now. Uh, Arm is not. And that that is perhaps one of the reasons why we can see a, there are loads of banks um, holding this mandate to try and, and get the IPO rolling. Perhaps they have to work a little bit harder. Secondly, though, the the size of the IPO, while considerable, um, it, it doesn't necessarily look like there's going to be a huge amount of, of float out there for people to go after because it's been reported there are lots of strategics looking to take an anchor stake. So, be interesting to see how that plays out as we get closer to it, as we have best visibility on how much um, of the shares are actually going to be available. But uh, the lack of growth is quite remarkable. Mm. What about SoftBank and all of this as well? How important is this going to be to them to make sure that it's a success? I mean, I think at this stage, when you speak to SoftBank investors, there, there was some sort of urge, really, that they just kind of get it over and done with. Uh, the... 
revenue of Arm, ha, you know, has more than doubled since uh, SoftBank acquired it back in 2016. Given they acquired it for $30 billion um, and they're looking to uh, sell a stake at a valuation of between 60 and $70 billion, it doesn't look like a brilliant return. It's about 103% return on what they paid. If you just put that in the Philadelphia Semiconductor um, Index, you would have got perhaps more than 300%. So uh, at this stage for ARM, it's probably the case they just want to get it through. They will retain a sizable stake in the company in the hope that perhaps the, the shares appreciate and then they can divest the rest at a, at, a, at a more generous price. Alex, much was made at the announcement of this IPO that it was going to be in the US, that it wasn't happening in London. Lots of hand-wringing happening here over that. Do the numbers involved in, in what we've learned perhaps explain that move even further. Could anything similar have been done in London? I think there's a suspicion that, you know, particularly look at that those growth numbers, for instance, uh, UK investors tend to be perhaps a little bit more cautious. They, <coughs> the criticism that you often hear is that they are not as tech savvy as, as investors in the US. It's hard to know whether that's really true or not, or a little bit unfair. But, you know, the broader market numbers almost speak for themselves. Stocks uh, in the in the um, FTSE 100 trade at about, on, on average, 13, 14 times their forward earnings. Stocks in the uh, S&P 500 trade on average of 20 times their forward earnings. Now, clearly, a lot of that is because there's a lot of weighting towards the tech companies. Um, so it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. But we've seen some UK companies that have listed here, tech-adjacent companies, I would say, such as... Um, the delivery, I wouldn't necessarily call it a tech company per se, they have not done brilliantly. And that's created a certain amount of skittishness when it comes to thinking about whether you're going to list your company here. Okay, Alex Webb, thank you very much for that. Up next, the growing risk of AI to copyright and Britain's highest taxpayer doubles his fortune. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude. And it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years, and it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? 
That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude. And it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Now, the paper review on Bluebird Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. And Leanne Garrett is with us with the details of those stories. Let's start in the Financial Times, Leanne. The headline there, British media and creative industries quizzed over AI risks to copyright. Stephen, good morning to you. I'm not an AI bot, it is really Leanne Gerrans here <laughs> with you today. But artificial intelligence, Stephen, we chat about it a lot, don't we? Now we know British media and creative industries are being contacted by the government. And this is over concerns that products generated by AI AI are infringing their copyright. We did speak about the sort of deep fake style songs, didn't we? Drake, we heard that song and it sounded exactly like him, but it actually wasn't even his voice. Media groups are unhappy that tech firms have been using their news stories and features to train chatbots without a licensing deal in place. Officials from the Department for Digital, Culture, Media and Sport have written to these executives executives really wanting to find out what their concerns are. In a letter seen by the FT, the government did acknowledge that the use of AI has been a subject of significant debate across creative sectors and of significant concern for many. Now, there are discussions going on at the moment. They very, very much in the early stages between tech and media companies over licensing AI-generated products 
based on copyright material. News organisations have also really expressed concerns about the use of AI to create fake news. You remember we did talk about the FT report last week that Google and Universal Music were in talks over a licensing licensing partnership to cover AI-generated deepfake-style songs. Stephen, there is a lot to get hold of here. I think AI is getting so big Mm. so quickly and I I think the government is really looking at ways to tap into how they can help companies and executives This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.